You're listening to the Quince podcast. Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan is facing the biggest threat to his political career as he faces a unified opposition coalition and a vote of no confidence in the parliament on 31st March. The political temperature in the country has been rising since 8 March when opposition parties submitted the no confidence motion against Khan alleging that he is responsible for the economic crisis and a spiraling inflation the country is witnessing. While on one end the opposition is confident that they can garner support of the 172 members in the house of 342 to oust Khan, the other side claims that it enjoys the required support to foil any attempts of such a vote. And in a massive show of strength ahead of the crucial motion against him and his government, Khan on 27 March held a mammoth rally in Islamabad, which purportedly was attended by tens of thousands of people. In a marathon speech which lasted more than 90 minutes, he claimed that quote-unquote foreign powers were involved in a conspiracy to topple his government. He further alleged that he has a quote-unquote letter to prove the same. But underlying all the claims and counterclaims is the silence of the powerful and influential Pakistani army. The military which stood behind Khan in 2018 has so far conveyed to him that they are quote-unquote neutral in this unfolding political slugfest, suggesting that they may have withdrawn their support from Khan. So the big question is, are Imran Khan's days as PM numbered? In this episode, we break down the factors which led to the show of no confidence motion, how this may possibly play out and how it may impact the frozen India-Pakistan relations. Joining me today to discuss this is Sameer Patel, a senior fellow at the Observer Research Foundation, a global policy think tank. Get tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. Elected in 2018, Imran Khan portrayed himself as the quote-unquote savior of Pakistan. and his campaign was based on three crucial promises a promise to make the country's economy work for the poor by ending corruption providing employment and stopping foreign lending and for the latter he has made some very bold statements one time even stating that quote unquote he would rather kill himself than beg for loans however four years later things have turned for the worse Inflation in Pakistan is the highest of any country in South Asia according to a Reuters report inflation February was recorded at 12.2% citizens are struggling to make ends meet as the price of essential goods has risen to an unprecedented height and Khan has broken all records of foreign borrowings with the dawn report pointing out that total foreign assistance since July 2018 has been well over 40 billion US dollars the Pakistan Central Bank's benchmark interest rate has also touched 10% and the Pakistan rupee has lost about half its value since Khan took office And when it comes to corruption the country's score in the Transparency International Corruption Perception Index of 2021 has fallen 16 spots to 140 from 124 in 2020 out of 180 countries what's worse is that the opposition has also accused Khan and his wife of receiving bribes to the tune of 32 million US dollars While the dwindling economy is a big reason behind the no confidence motion surfacing it also comes at a time when tensions between Khan's administration and the country's influential military is faltering Sameer Patel a senior fellow at the Observer Research Foundation says that the relationship between the military and Khan has been spiraling for the past few years he weighs in on how the military played a role in Khan's election and their influence in the elections so if you look at uh, the coming up of of Imran Khan in 2018 at that time it was widely considered that you know that he was a selected prime minister not an elected prime minister so in that mm-hmm. sense there was uh, there was a considerable role of the army in making sure they you know that he uh, gets the power plus the fact that at that time there were many uh, 
religious extremist party which had also entered the election fray which mm-hmm. essentially helped to divide the the vote uh, the, the the votes between of, of the two main uh, mainstream political parties the the Pakistan People's Party and the Pakistan Muslim League and Nawaz Sharif mm-hmm. faction so in that sense the army did play a, a, a great role in ensuring that PTI comes to power but over the years what we have seen is that the relationship has undergone uh, a tremendous change particularly uh, the relationship came under strain last year mm-hmm. when there was considerable tension between Pakistan uh, between Prime Minister Imran Khan and the army chief general bajwa over the appointment of the isi chief yeah. where he wanted to ensure where imran khan wanted to ensure that there is a civilian control of the process and army resisted that uh, resisted that uh, particular uh, particular uh, pressure mm-hmm. uh, and then now what we have seen is that the army has essentially adopted a very neutral role in the entire political crisis uh, ensuring that um, that imran khan is actually cornered politically and mm-hmm. that is very clear from the fact that even imran khan has now is now hitting back at the army in fact that particular statement which very criticized the army brutality in one of the rallies in khaybar is in a sense it's a symbolic of the fact that even he is now not very sure whether the pakistani army will support him yeah. and therefore he is castigating the army for being neutral mm-hmm. in the entire political crisis now let's move to the main issue of the hour, the no confidence motion against imran khan does he have the numbers in the assembly in his favor as things stand now the deck seems not in favor of khan His party the PTI has 155 members of the National Assembly or MNAs which is 17 short of the majority in the House of 342 and it is increasingly looking like some of his biggest coalition partners like the PMLQ MQM and BAP may not vote in his favor both the PMLQ and MQM which have 12 MNAs have not come out openly in his support and are believed to be already in talks with the opposition to jump ship the BAP which has 5 MNAs has also not made its side clear and that's the 17 crucial votes that Imran Khan actually needs according to Mr Patel given that the military which cobbled together the coalition for Khan in 2018 has also withdrawn its support it looks like the curtains may finally be closing in on Khan so if you look at again at Imran Khan's current uh, political standing mm-hmm. he did not he in fact had one of the thinnest uh, political majorities in Pakistan's uh, recent uh, political history so in that sense he was on always on tenter hooks in terms of his remaining in power but mm-hmm. he ensured that he remained in power with the support of the allies mm-hmm. now since the time he came to power there has been concerted effort by the opposition mm-hmm. to unseat him and uh, now that the pakistan the uh, democratic movement has been established the pdm and has joined hands with the uh, with the other political parties mm-hmm. uh, other opposition political parties you know it, it seems you know, that opposition have uh, is thinking that they have the probably the most realistic chance of um, ensuring that uh, Imran Khan is booted out not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that even within the PTI there is some kind of discontent against Imran Khan's leadership as what we have seen that you know that there are almost some more than two dozen uh, PTI members who have, who are camping with the opposition parties and you know they are coming out and airing their grievances against PTI against Imran Khan's leadership saying that you know that they have raised multiple issues uh, with 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 the PTI with the government but they were never heard of mm. uh, plus the fact uh, what we discuss about the neutral role of the military and the fact that even uh, there seems to be some uh, kind of pressure building from the judiciary because again um, if you look at uh, the, the one of the judgments which came uh, two weeks back from the Islamabad high court mm-hmm. they had clearly stated you know that uh, the imran khan is actually running an alternative factory and yep. most of the political uh, uh, most of the uh, the policy changes are coming through the ordinances and not through the parliament mm. 
So therefore, in a sense, he has ensured you know that the ordinance continues the business of the parliament. So, so all these, in a sense, multiple factors have combined together to probably ensure you know, that he is that you know that he has that he will have to leave the office. Mr. Patel adds that even in the scenario of the vote swinging in Khan's favour, his leadership will be tainted further and that the army may actually put more pressure on him to tone down his rhetoric. Uh, even if he survives this political crisis, his hmm. leadership would have, been, would have been dented because, uh, again, uh, these factors which, which we discussed, mm-hmm. the, the grievances of the PTI, the opposition coming together, the military's uh, so-called lack of support, yeah. those factors are not going to change overnight. And if he becomes even more assertive, then, 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 there is a fear in that these factors, that particularly uh, the opposition parties as well as the military, might exert more pressure on him mm-hmm. to tone down. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I don't think you know that that will be the case even if he yeah. survives the political crisis. In fact, I would say that he would actually come out as with his leadership dented of the mm-hmm. PTI, and op- even the opposition would like to you know keep him on the tenter ropes, given the fact that the elections are just uh, one and a half years away. In response to the no-confidence motion, Khan held a massive rally in Islamabad on 27 March as a show of strength against the opposition. Videos captured on social media and by Khan's own YouTube channel purportedly shows that thousands attended the rally. In this rally, Imran Khan lashed out at a quote-unquote foreign land and at the opposition leader Nawaz Sharif, alleging that quote-unquote a man sitting in London was working against the interests of Pakistan and that attempts were being made to influence the country's foreign policy. He added that he has proof of this alleged conspiracy in the form of a letter and will share the details of this conspiracy with the people very soon. Apart from this, the PM and his government have also moved a constitutional amendment to create a new South Punjab province. Local Pakistan media, however, reports that the move is to garner support from the alliance parties in this region. However, Mr. Patil believes that this is only a political tactic on Khan's part, and it was actually part of his 2018 manifesto. He adds that reviving this promise will do little to help his case in the vote. I don't think it will it will work because again they will because by, because if you look at Imran Khan, you know that he he perceives himself as a disruptor. Mm-hmm. Because he coming from Khaibakhtunwa and then SM and breaking the duopoly of the Pakistan People's Party and the PMLN, mm-hmm. he perceives himself as a disruptor. But yep. that disruptor image is you know helps you to come to power. It does not ensure you know that you remain uh, in power in power unless you do real governance. Mm-hmm. So I think this kind of so even though in particularly this proposal of the South Punjab, again he is perceiving himself as a disruptor. Yeah. But by doing so, he is actually now hitting at the core interests of the PMLN and, and to some extent PPP. So mm-hmm. there will be a fierce uh, resistance uh, to this particular proposal. And therefore, I, I don't think, you know, that it will, pro- it will in a sense, uh, be successful. Since Imran Khan came to power in 2018, he has been a vocal and fierce critic of India, with the harsh rhetoric rising after the abrogation of Jammu and Kashmir. And the relations between India and Pakistan have plateaued since Khan came to power. There is virtually no trade between the two countries and neither country has made any efforts to improve ties. But will the ouster of Imran Khan change the nature of this relation? Mr. Patel, Vazen. I don't think it will change because, again, if you look at Imran Khan's uh, uh, diplomacy vis-a-vis India, mm-hmm. he has, in a sense, personalized uh, the entire diplomacy vis-a-vis India. The fact that, you know, that he, uh, he alleges Islamophobia of the current Indian dispensation the fact that he has he has compared the the, the Indian government and the BJP government as akin to a Nazi regime. Mm-hmm. All those factors ensure you know, that 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 even New Delhi is not exactly very uh, enthusiastic to embrace uh, Pakistan. Uh, mm-hmm. Pakistan, even if there is some kind of a change which comes from the Pakistani government. Now, mm-hmm. and so the second thing is that even if there is a change in the Pakistani government's line, 
even the pakistani i mean that particular dispensation would not like to risk any uh, uh, any what to say any such measure which will actually ensure that you know that their, their political capital might get uh, uh, damaged in the run up mm-hmm. to the elections so unless there is a real pressure which comes from the military uh, you know that that they have to that the government has to change the line vis-a-vis india mm-hmm. i don't think the relations uh, are going to uh, change between the two countries and not to mention the fact that uh, that even the army is, is now is now grappling the problems with vis-a-vis afghanistan yeah. the pakistan taliban and those kind of things so even they would not like to you know open another uh, mm-hmm. front where you know that they can you know open themselves to criticism coming from the domestic audience yeah. even if whatever that suppressed domestic criticism is At this point no one can predict which way the pendulum will swing on 31st March but what is clear is that the Pakistan economy is going through a storm and that even a change in leadership may not be able to right this ship for more updates on this story follow the quint on our social media handles and if you're not already subscribe to the big story podcast If you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story for episodic updates we're available on Apple Google Podcast Spotify Geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms For other podcasts please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback please shoot an email to podcast@thequint.com Thanks for listening log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts 